0: That's l-t-m-b-i-y at yahoo.com I also have a Facebook page and you can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Just search for that Also you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You Thank you for joining me again on Let This Mind Be In You Tonight we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, speaking of the man of sin and son of perdition So join me in this pre-recorded podcast To let this mind be in you, I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here on another Thursday night. And if you're uh, tuning in and you're already on here, you see that I've already posted a couple. uh, And already I posted a comment uh, saying that pray that my voice holds up. So I got a little bit of a um, frog in my throat. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, It's. I feel relatively fine, I guess, just for a little bit run down from the week's work. But uh, and um, outside trying to fix my car. Uh, My windshield wiper fluid tank had some weird junk in the bottom of it. I had to flush that out. You don't want to hear about all that. But anyways, that's what I was doing. So there's my dad saying, hey, let it rip. Okay, will do. And uh, it's good to see you on here, Pop. And um, if you've been noticing, uh, just by way of introduction, just to run through some things, um, the the interview with Brother uh, Zwiatowski did not happen. Uh, one, uh, Saturday, he was uh, coughing quite a bit and he said he, he could go on, he could try it, but we had a th- uh, big old storm named Ida rolling up the Gulf coast here. And, uh, I didn't e- I didn't even know if I was going to even have power Saturday night, um, all the way through that. So I didn't want to start anything. So we rescheduled that hopefully for this Saturday. So I'll be praying that everything holds up well with my voice this, this week and that um, we'll be able to do that. We fared well through the storm. We didn't lose power. Um, about 35 to 40 miles west of us, though, uh, New Orleans, Slidell, um, Homa uh, and uh, Grand Isle and all those different places you're probably seeing on the news, if you do watch the news, um, were messed up pretty good. Uh, so be praying for those individuals down there uh, that the power would come back on and everything because it has been heat index over 100 degrees uh, quite a few days. So let's check the sound sounding smooth. Hey, Brother Ciro, let her rip, brother. Brother Ciro, are you in Pennsylvania now? I might be heading back up that that direction up the back up to Pennsylvania. It'll be good to see you. Potentially, if I could see you face to face, that'd be pretty neat. Um, my wife says smooth and clean over here on YouTube as well. So that's fantastic. Um, But like I said, the item ran through here, so obviously that video didn't get posted yet because we haven't done the interview yet. So we'll hopefully do that this Saturday, and I may just go ahead and upload it that night. I don't know. Uh, We may even try doing it live. I don't know. Um, Once again, it just depends on how things go. Um, LTM, B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com if you want to reach out to me. And, um, if you'd also like to just ask me some questions, you can write me there on my email that I give out all the time, uh, ask questions, uh, prayer requests, uh, whatever things that I could help you with potentially. I, I don't know, whatever it may be, you can reach me. That's once again, it's at LTM B I Y at yahoo.com. I answer pretty quickly and there's a, uh, Hey, brother Ryan Swope. Haven't seen you on there for a while. Um, but, uh, so you can write me there, uh, send me anything or whatever, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, I also have a Skype account. Um, you can look that up, um, but uh, it all depends. If I see a strange person there, I may not answer. So, um, Also, with the podcast, uh, so that's been going strong. Um, as far as people watching on or listening on different uh, platforms, those are been going pretty well. Uh, analytically speaking, I don't get enough uh, viewers, listeners, or something like that to even register uh, that big, okay? But it, it is steadily sticking, uh, ticking upwards, so I praise the Lord for that. You know, I'm just, this is not in vain, obviously. Anything done for the Lord and just reading the Word of God and studying through it is not in vain. I learn something new every single time I open up my Bible, and it's nothing different. I, a few little things kind of popped out to me when I was uh, just kind of reviewing some things right before I, I went on, and I wrote, wrote down a few little notes. It happens all the time, and I'm thankful for the Lord for that, for His Spirit that teaches us all things and brings things into our remembrance, and that's a fantastic thing and gift from the Holy Spirit. All right, and let's see. Nobody rogering up into YouTube yet. I had a comment on my PTSD video. Uh, That seems to be the most... Viewed video is by far the most viewed video on my channel is uh, coping with PTSD in a biblical perspective. Um, it's one of the first videos I did actually, and um, and uh, but I, I'm thankful that that's helping somebody. And so, if that's helping you and you want to reach out to me, once again, you can reach out on my email and also leave comments below on Facebook, YouTube, library all those different platforms. Uh, just search for Let This Mind Be In You, as far as any videos or podcasting platforms, and you should see my logo, uh, or you'll know that it's me, okay? With that being said, let's get into Second Thessalonians chapter 2 tonight. Now, as by way of introduction, I'm just going to read very simply. I'm. This is not going to be an exhaustive study by any stretch of the imagination. However, um, this is a point of contention for a lot of people, and it doesn't necessarily need to be so. We're just going to go through the scriptures. If you have a disagreement with it, um, like I said, use the scriptures and, and, and talk to me. But I, I just asked that you hear the entire matter out, and we'll go from there, okay? Uh, but... Um, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that uh, this catching away, like when is it going to happen? Um, We'll bring up a few little points here tonight, things that are straight out of the Word of God and in context as well. That's important, as we'll see as we talk through this, okay? So we're going to try to make it through all 17 verses tonight in 2 Thessalonians. If if it starts going a little bit long, uh, we'll maybe cut it up into two parts or something like that. Um, but once again, surface level, very basic, just let the scripture say what the scripture is going to say, and that's it. All right, so let's look in our Bibles here, our King James Bible, so we're all on the same page, so to speak, we're reading from the same sheet music, and let's, let's get started. All right, verse number one of chapter two of Second Thessalonians says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Gathering together unto him is uh, when the body of Christ literally gets gathered into the body of Christ. Uh, As we've mentioned many times, I've mentioned many times on this channel, uh, as we've studied through the word of God, we are the body of Christ. He is our head. Uh, We are waiting for that blessed hope when this corruptible flesh will finally put on incorruption, we saw that in Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians when he saw he talked about uh, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain, we should be caught up, gathered together. Okay, this is not speaking about prophecy when it comes to the nation of Israel, and I want to be very clear on that. Paul did not deal with prophetic things for the nation of Israel. Okay. He was not the apostle to the nation of Israel. He was not the apostle in bringing the gospel to the circumcision, as it says in Galatians. He brought it in Galatians chapter 2 and also in Acts 15, but not so many words. He brought the gospel of the uncircumcision. There's a difference, Okay. The, the, the subject matter of the message was always Jesus Christ, okay? No matter if Peter was preaching or Paul was preaching, it's the same death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But the body of Christ, there was a difference. And if you want to go back through, I have a seven-part series that go, covers a little bit more in-depth where I talk about the Millennial Reign series, okay? Leading up to the Millennial Reign, during the Millennial Reign, and post-Millennial Reign. I spent a lot of time on that seven-part series, so if you have any kind of questions, go, please, go through that and um, pick that apart, you know, and then write me some questions from there, okay? I would love to hear from you. Um, I worked very, very hard on getting those things together, studying and getting those things prepared. Um, So, anyways, but the difference is, you see, the difference is that Paul is speaking to the body of Christ. We're going to be gathered into him. The Bible says, ladies and gentlemen, and brothers and sisters out there, the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. We are flesh of his flesh, bone of his bones. Can't get much closer than that. But physically speaking, he's going to gather us together in him. He's, this is so good to hear about the, the, um, you know, the gathering, and finally that, that temple, not made of hands, finally will put on what we were supposed to have put on what we were supposed to be like from the beginning. And if you study through the book of Genesis, when you study creation, think about man's condition. Now, I know people like to talk about it apologetically and saying, you know, well, this is how you describe it and how you can win an argument with an atheist or somebody like that. Forget all that for just a moment and read man and the way he was created in the image of God, perfect. And that one day... At this gathering together unto him, we will once again be as he created us from the beginning. That which was from the beginning, we will be again as a mankind. This is going to be good, okay? There's This is the epitome of the, the, it is the coup de grace. It is the final thing of this dispensation, this time period of the body of Christ, the Uh, the Gentile and Jews, there's no such thing anymore. In Christ, we are one, okay? National distinction's coming back, folks. It's coming back. It's coming back really soon. You will once again have to go through Israel, uh, endure to the end, as we're going to mention a little bit. You're going to have to do all those things if you are in the body of Christ right now. That's why I pray before it's too late, you take care of that business now. Come to the end of your own, right, your own righteousness because the Bible says there is filthy rags. Come to him with a penitent, a contrite heart for the forgiveness of sins. That's why he died for the forgiveness of sins, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. He died for your sins, plural, all of them, past, present, future, doesn't matter. It says in the Bible that he nails it to his cross. That's how important this is. That's how great this is. And as he was the first fruits of the resurrection, we will be the second fruits. As we, as the dead in Christ, will rise first, and then we which are alive remain shall be caught up, gathered together unto him, as we see in this first verse. Think about this as well. As we're gathered up into him, there's going to be something that's taken out of this world, and we're going to read about it here in a moment. Remember what indwells a believer now. What seals us, as it says in Ephesians, to the day of redemption? That's the Holy Spirit, the gift of God, the free gift of salvation. Let's keep reading in verse number 2 of Second Thessalonians. Chapter 2, that ye be not soon shaken in mind. Remember he wrote the first letter. Now he's writing the second letter saying, look, I told you this already, but here we go. I'll get in a little bit more detail. Or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us as the day of Christ is at hand. Now it seems to me when I read that, I see nor by word nor by letter as from us as from us means that it seems to be that there was some copy or not the what's the not copyright uh, counterfeit. There was some sort of counterfeit letters coming in like they were from the apostle Paul, so, you know, signed the apostle Paul, uh, Hey, you guys missed the resurrection, you know, you're the body of Christ. Now you have to go through the wrath and all this other kind of stuff because you're back in prophecy, whatever. Bring you into the bondage of the circumcision, the, the bondage of the law, the Gentiles are, have to be brought in. Um, make yourself as a Jew, be circumcised in the flesh, see all these holy days and all these other kinds of things. That's not for us. And Paul is saying, look, if you see a letter that contradicts what I told you, especially in person, don't be shaken in mind. So it seems to me that that's what was going on. Now, I could be mistaken. There could be another, but that's what I get out of that when I read that. As from us, as, as the that, the day of Christ is at hand. Now, I want want to make sure that these next couple verses, we read them very slowly, and we're going to read these in context, and then I'm going to bring up a couple points here after we read the next two or three verses, okay? Verse number three, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he... As God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now let's go back to verse number three. Verse number three, let's be careful when we see the day of Christ and try to conflate that with every other time day of the Lord, day of Christ is used. But I thought it was kind of interesting when I saw day of Christ. I said, well, let me see where else this, this is referenced, day of Christ. So turn over really quickly to Philippians chapter one and Philippians chapter two. So strangely enough both references of the day of Christ that phrase are found in Philippians. Let's start in verse number Let's start in verse number 3 of chapter 1 of Philippians. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work In you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, that's pretty interesting. Seems like that. When will this Holy Spirit that's indwelling us keep us sealed? What is this day of redemption? I believe it's until this day of Jesus Christ. Let's keep reading. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, in so much as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel ye are all partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you, all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye be that, excuse me, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Being filled, this is interesting, filled with the Spirit, right? being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Remember, things done in the Spirit, which is the one that seals us unto the day of redemption, we need to be filled with him, remove ourselves. As we mentioned so many times, die to self, die to self, die to self. Be filled with the fruits. But look where it says, until, till the day of Christ. Well, What happens after that? Well, we're in the presence of him, the day of Christ. So in context here, we are in his presence when we are caught up. Now, just keep this in mind. Let's read the next one, Philippians chapter 2, and we'll read verses 13 through 16. For it is God which worketh in you, underline that, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. If you live for Christ, you live in the spirit, you will stand out in a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. All this darkness, this present evil world, let your light shine, the light that's in you. And uh, they will notice, they will take notice very quickly holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the, here is the second time it's used, day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Paul was looking for this blessed hope. He was looking for this gathering together unto him in the day of Christ. So, let's go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, we're not going to go into this very deeply, but I'm going to give you some references, and you can look it up on your own time. But look at verse number three. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there be a come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And we read further on. When you see Day of Christ, it's only found three times, right here in those two verses, those two verses that I just mentioned. When you look up Day of the Lord, There's quite a bit. So you need to be careful that you're using it and you're reading it in context, meaning you just don't read the verse and say, well, that's the same event every single time. Day of the Lord, that's the same event. And you pick whatever event that is. Let's hold on. I just looked up just cursory. This is a very basic little look, okay? And we may look up one or two of these verses. We're we're close to one of these. When it talks about the day of the Lord, meaning the catching up, Okay, remember, in context, look at 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 2. That's just on the next page. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as this thief in the night. Okay, times and seasons, though, brethren, verse number 1, ye have no need that I write unto you. Why do you think we don't need to know times and seasons, signs and, and all these other kinds of things? Because those signs are meant for the nation of Israel to see during Daniel's 70th week. Okay, so in context, this day of the Lord is the catching up. Let's look at another one. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse number 15. I think I'm reading my handwriting. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse number, I said I weren't going to read them, and here I am turning onto them, but that's okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, I think it's a 15, it might be a 6. Let's hold on here. I wrote it pretty small. Well, it can't be, it can't be verse sixteen because there's or fifteen. There's not fifteen, so it must be verse number six. So, First Corinthians five and verse number six. Uh, oh yes, here we go. Let's start in verse number four. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such a one. This is speaking about pushing somebody out of, of, of this assembly because they're bringing in some leaven, okay? To deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now, that doesn't specifically say the you know, day of the Lord, and it just stops. It says it's the day of the Lord Jesus. But I want you to understand something here, that the spirit here, the little less spirit, uh when it's talking in context, and one of the first times I ever heard this was my, my dad was talking about that, but this local assembly, the spirit, meaning like, um, you know, there's a good spirit in here, meaning that it, there's not this bringing down of things, that we are full of joy and there's not somebody there that's got this known sin, that's the leaven, that's leavening the lump. So that if the day of the Lord comes... We're going out, you know, instead of rejoicing, you know, we're going out with a wrong spirit, little less. And I thought that was very interesting because in context, it is talking about the, the local body, um, you know, the leaven, leaven of the whole lump and so forth and so on. But it says, saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter that that brother has the sin in them or whatever the leaven is in this instance. Christ has taken care of that so that he is caught up as well You just will lose rewards. It's wood, hay, and stubble, and so forth and so on. But that's the first thing, day of the Lord. Now, that's in that context, it's speaking of the catching up. Uh, The second coming, when it's talking about the day of the Lord, you can look in Isaiah chapter 34 and verse number 8, Jeremiah 46 and verse number 10, and Acts 2 and verse number 20. Uh, Let's see. Let's turn to, well, they're both talking, all three of them are talking about prophecy Let's turn first to Acts chapter 2 and verse number 20. And this is the reason why, if you're reading the Gospels for your uh, body of Christ doctrine, you're going to be in a lot of trouble, okay? And this is the reason why. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 20. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great day, a great and notable day of the Lord come. Okay, so these wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire in verse number 19, vapor of smoke, uh, those things are going to be taking place, if you read it in context, during the time of Jacob's trouble, during Daniel's 70th week when he's pouring his wrath upon this earth. Look at, if you don't believe me, look back in verse number 8 of Isaiah chapter 34. Isaiah chapter 34 I'll stick my thumb right here in Jeremiah as I come past that, Isaiah 34 and verse number eight. All right, for it is the day of the Lord's vengeance. See, remember, Daniel's 70th week is all the Lord's vengeance. He opens the seals, as we read in the book of Revelation, and the year of recompenses for the controversy of America. Or the controversy of pick a place. No. This specifically deals with thy holy city when it talks about Jerusalem, Zion, which is where Israel and once again has to do with prophecy and things that are happening there. The same thing in Matthew chapter 24. That's what it's dealing with in Matthew 24, Acts chapter two, when uh, Peter is, is speaking there, he's mentioning these things, mentioning Joel and all these things had to do with prophecy with the nation of Israel. Now, uh, I said, look in Jeremiah chapter 46 and verse number 10, and I stuck my finger there as I went by here. So Acts or excuse me, Jeremiah forty-six and verse number ten. For this is the day of the Lord God of hosts, a day of vengeance, that he may avenge him of his adversaries, and the sword shall devour, and it shall be satiate, and made drunk with their blood. For the Lord God of hosts hath a sacrifice in the north country by the river Euphrates. Once again, if you read it in context, like I said, this is not a deep study, but this is talking about during the time of Daniel's 70th week, during that period. You know, blood from the sky and fire and smoke and locusts and all these other kinds of signs and wonders that, uh, you know, us as Bible believers, if we were seeing these things, we'd be like, hmm, yep, seems like uh, we were wrong about a lot of things, right? So we would understand. We would even be able to kind of estimate when the Lord would be coming. Okay, Simple as that. But the nation is unbelieving, but they will be believing as far as the nation of Israel by the time at the end of Daniel's 70th week, because it's for his holy people, his holy city. See that in Daniel 9. Anyways, then there's a third day of the Lord, and that's talked about using some of the same language that's mentioned in 1 Thessalonians, talking about the thief in the night. That's in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 10. But it talks about that day of the Lord as things melting with a fervent heat, and he's making all things new. Okay, It's going to come quickly, it's suddenly, um, because he spoke the world into existence, so it's not going to take him a whole lot of time to make all things new. Okay, Let's put it that way. He spoke the world into existence and... The stretched out the stars, he made the stars also, book of Genesis says. I mean, this, this with his power, his might, he spoke everything into existence. By him all things consist, right? That's the same thing that we see, the same exact thing we see when he makes all things new in the book of Revelation. It's as simple as that. So when is this? This is at the end of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. When uh, Satan is cast finally into the lake of fire, uh, the the great white throne judgment takes place, all these different kinds of things, and death and hell are cast into the lake of fire, there'll be no more sin, there'll be no more tears, no more death, no more crying, none of that stuff. A new Jerusalem comes down, a new earth is created. Once again, see my seven-part series, the Millennial Reign series, for more of that. I said all that to say this. Let's just make sure that we understand in context that that just because it says day of the Lord doesn't make it one specific event for every single time it uses that. Um, I've noticed that sometimes uh, that I've listened to some things and I'm like, wait a minute, that has nothing to do with whatever that they're talking about. So let's be careful. As we read the word of God, we read it in context. Yes. Uh, Brother Ciro, there talking there on, on Facebook, okay? Well, uh, and really quickly over here on YouTube, I see uh, a brother Greg and brother Ken. Hey, how's it going, brother? Uh, so let's get back into this. All right. So I just want to make that point. And also the point in verse number three, when it says a falling away first. Now, a lot of controversy, I wouldn't say controversy, but there's back and forth of what the falling away is. Are we in the time of falling away? I think the mystery of iniquity does yet work because it's always been working. As Paul says, it's been going on. Uh, It doth already work in verse number 7. That's in Paul's day, okay? Because I I bring this up all the time. Satan doesn't know anything. God knows when he's coming. Satan does not. Therefore, Satan always has somebody ready to go and has been from the beginning. I've heard this all the time. Like, well, is he going to be what nationality? How old is he going to be? I've heard he's going to be 30 years old because that's how old Jesus was when he started his earthly ministry. All these other kinds of things. I don't know. I do know, though, that Satan always has to have somebody ready to go. And that could fit the criteria that the Bible talks about the Assyrian and all these other kinds of things. I do know, though, that we're always in the falling away. Now, As I said before in a couple of videos ago, I have stopped using the term, hey, I'm looking at these signs of the times. Boy, it's it's close. uh, Jesus is coming back soon. Uh, Folks, Jesus has been coming back soon since uh, the catching away as far as he got caught away, you know, in like manner, so forth and so on. Uh, He's the imminent, the term is imminent or could come at any time, come back into the world. Well, how? How does it mean? Look, folks, I, I don't know if um, you're hearing the sound of my voice, but if you read the word of God for more than five minutes, you know that our God is a powerful God, and you his ways are not our ways, far beyond our understanding. He's just going to do it because he's going to do it. How is in the wise and like I take it by faith, which is all I'm supposed to take it by, but I know it's not a blind faith because I can read about it. Simple as that. I don't know how. I don't know how he's in us all at the same time. I really don't. I don't know how he's in every single part of eternity past and eternity future as well. Think about that for a second. All right, now that I've scrambled the brain enough, let's move on. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, I've heard many people say, well, see there, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Be revealed to who? He's always been in the world. The, the, the spirit of Antichrist doth yet work. It already works. The spirit of Antichrist is already in the world, John says. It's already here. The man of sin, son of perdition. Now, man of sin, all these different kinds of things, will become the wicked one, as we're about ready to see. This is, again, we're not going deep into prophecy and all this other kind of stuff. That's not what Paul is really getting across here. He's I'm getting to it. Verse number 17, he's going to get get to everything and what he's talking about. But he says, the man of sin be revealed in the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God. Wait a minute, showing himself that he is God. Why would Paul, which talks about we don't worship in temples made with hands, talk about a temple? The temple, as I mentioned, and once again, seven-part series, the temple is meant for who? The Jews. The temple system is meant for who? The Jewish nation, God's chosen people, Israel, period. Okay, so what do we have as the body of Christ, which temple ye are? Uh, He is in us. That's Our body is his temple, okay? We are, again, flesh of his flesh, bone of his bones. What do we have to do with, wait a minute, who's standing Sitteth in the temple of God. How in the world can the Antichrist sit in us? Can't. Cannot. Period. Full stop. Therefore, this is not talking about when we would be around. We would have to be gone. Keep reading. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. So when you talk about a falling away that happens, when does this happen? Does it? It's happening all the time. Will there be a great falling away? Okay, sure. When this next part comes up, when him that let is taken out of the way. Absolutely agree with you. Uh, but it's perilous times of already here, brothers and sisters. The world's wicked. Present evil world, Paul says, all these different kinds of things. It's always been wicked. We're just seeing it full scale as far as faster by the speed of the internet. But there's no, Holy, there's no Holy Spirit moving over, making room in this temple for the Antichrist. And Paul has said this to them when he was present with them, and they were still shaken and troubled with it. I wonder why. It's because false brethren who spied out liberty and all these different kinds of things were coming in, trying to bring them back into prophecy. The same thing, by the way, that people try to do if they want to take their let's just call it end time studies from the first couple of chapters of Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, the book of Revelation for that matter, uh, all these other kinds of places. Folks, that's why when when I've studied through it, I've said, man, should we go through the book of Revelation? Maybe. It's fun. I, I like studying through that kind of stuff. But I'd rather study about who I am now in Christ and the fact that it takes up a lot of time to study that other stuff. Don't get me wrong, I have. i studied prophecy quite a bit. But I will tell you, understand who you are first in Christ. Get that nailed down because a lot of people have trouble with that, including yours truly that's looking in this monitor and speaking into this microphone. Forget it all the time. That's why we need to reckon ourselves dead, remember who you are, all these kinds of things. I said all that to say this, though. You are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. There's no room for anybody else. Temple of God, showing himself that he is God. It's a physical temple in Zion, in Jerusalem. It will be there, and he will show himself. Remember ye not that I, that was, or excuse me, that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he, who is he speaking about, this is the Antichrist, might be revealed in his time. Now we're speaking specifically in his time. So what is the leads up, and how is he going to be revealed? Here it goes. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Wait a minute, 2,000 years ago? Yes. Only he who now letteth will let. Wait a minute, who is he that now letteth? The body of Christ, indwelled with the same spirit, wherein we cry, Abba, Father. Letteth, will let, means to allow, you know, kind of like... uh, restrain kind of thing, like, okay, like, we're letting, okay, we're we're kind of holding back, letth He who now letteth will let, just restrain, kind of keep it at bay. You think this world's evil now? Just wait until, that's the key point, he be taken out of the way. As the body of Christ indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God that letteth and lets and holds back this from even being a possibility, and the, the Antichrist cannot be revealed until him that letteth is taken out of the way. And then, verse number eight, then shall that wicked be revealed. Not until that time. Well, what about uh, after the third trumpet, or the third seal, or this, or that? Folks... Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people, thy holy city. Paraphrasing Daniel 9, but it's meant for the nation of Israel. Wrath will be poured. That first seal will be broken by Jesus Christ. We are not anywhere near this place. Now, how bad can it get? Well, ask Christians around the world for 2,000 years, how bad can it get? Burned alive, filleted, uh, you know, Cast the lions, getting their heads cut off in the Middle East right now presently, underground churches in China, like all these different kinds of things. Who are we to think that that can't possibly happen here? Good, but it has nothing to do with the Antichrist system. It has nothing to do with Christ's wrath and his 70th week being poured out. I understand there's a lot of people that I think that are looking at the wrong, uh, let's see, they're looking at the wrong how-to manuals. So, so, you know, if I needed to fix my car, for example, today, and I looked at how to fix uh, a, uh, a motorcycle, you know, I'm like, man, I can't find anything in here about a, a windshield wiper fluid reservoir and how to clean that out. Well, it's because that's not the book that is dealing with that. Therefore, go to the Apostle Paul and his epistles for to see who you are in the body of Christ. If you're not doing that, of course you can find all sorts of things. I can make a case for a post, quote-unquote, post-trib. Halfway through, three quarters, I can make it all over the place. Easily. In fact, I was heading down that road until I started thinking about this verse and started just studying and thinking to myself, like, wait a minute. Who... Until when? Because I always stop reading. Now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I didn't read all that stuff. I just read the first couple verses where it says, uh, uh, falling away first and that man of sin be revealed. I'm like, well, see? Man, I guess we're going to see him. If you just keep reading in context, it's speaking about the same event. Only then shall that wicked be revealed, verse number 8, whom the Lord, I wonder who this is, shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. The word of God that proceedeth like a sword out of his mouth when he comes back will cast the Antichrist and the false prophet alive into hell. And then at the end of his thousand-year reign, he's going to take death and hell and cast them, since they're already there, and Satan into the lake of fire for all of eternity. He's going to consume them with his mouth. The words that's coming out of his mouth, the word of God with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Wait a minute. Wait, I thought, how's he? Okay, if I'm reading this in context here, that seems to be at the end of Daniel's 70th week. Yep. We're not here. Unless we're caught up and then come right back down. You know, it's the... uh, that's the U-turn, you know, that's the post-tribbers, you know, and all this that kind of stuff and all the different terms that are used. It's very hard for you to do that because there's a lot of things that happen once ha- midway through the, uh, the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, the, the Daniel 70th week. Midway through there, there's going to be a lot of things that got to happen, and it seems like we're caught up and then we're coming right back down. All those things happen in that split second? Come on, folks. That's why people can't do it. That's why they have to back it up a little bit. Let's go back to about three and a half years in and then try to make some kind of arguments about that. Just stop. Read the word of God plainly for what it says. And I'm hoping this is helping you because the second coming, when it talks about in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 21, you can read this verbatim of when he comes back and destroys the Antichrist and the false prophet. Verbatim. This is it. Wicked shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, and here's the key, and signs and lying wonders. Lying wonders? Signs? We have no need of a sign. We have the word of God. We have letters to us. Now, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. and It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and in righteousness all day. Read the Gospels. Read about Jesus' earthly ministry. Just don't try to take your doctrine from it. I don't know how else to say it, okay? Just remember that when it's talking about here signs and lying wonders, You can't be deceived because you have the spirit of Christ within you. We're not here for any of this. And with all, look at this, verse number 10, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, Hmm. but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You know, that sin for a season... Yeah, that season is about seven years. <clears throat> exactly, actually, but Jewish calendar, we're not going to get into that. Anyways, but we are bound to give thanks always, always to God for you, brethren. Now, all that Paul said in this was basically like, look, I told you when I was in person, you don't need to worry about this. We're gone. You know this. In fact, he says, you know, like, uh, I, I said this to you, 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 were, but now you're shaken. It seems like letters are being sent to him. A lot of people are trying to confuse him. Let's read the plain scriptures, the word of God, for what it says. But, verse number 13 is the switch. We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Sanctified. We are saints. We are not subject to this. We don't need to wash our robes. We have been made clean in him. Sanctification of the Spirit. Wonder who cleanses you from all unrighteousness. The Spirit seals you into the day of redemption. The Spirit. Whereunto he called you by our gospel. This is, There's nothing in this by accident, by the way. Read the words. To the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about called in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and verse number 9. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, the wherewith you are called, the vocation wherewith you are called, walk worthy. All these things we've talked about before as we study studied through these chapters. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or Peter's epistle, or Matthew's epistle, or Mark, or whoever, or Luke, in fact. You know, when Luke wrote, uh, you know, our brother Luke there wrote Luke or wrote the book of Acts, Luke, you know, you know the second version, you know, or the, the Acts of the Apostle, Luke 2, you know, the, the sequel. Don't go there, <laughs> all right? Our gospel is, Paul, get your doctrine from these epistles. I don't know how else to say it, folks. If you're getting it from somewhere else, I'll say it once again. You're, gonna, you're subject to getting in a lot of trouble. I love you. If you're studying, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. What is the blessed hope? Hmm, the, the catching up, the removal, so we're not subject to the wrath that he talked about in 1 Thessalonians. It all comes together. Read it as letters. Comfort, verse number 17, your hearts, and establish you in every good word and work. By the way, you cannot have a comfort and consolation in your heart and be established in every good work and, or word and work unless you realize who you are in Christ. If you're not in Christ, you're in a lot of trouble. You're lost and undone. Christ saves. There's only one way to be saved, through him. Faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the remission, the removal of your sins. You have a sin problem. You're dead in trespasses and sins. You need to be crucified with Christ. He took your payment. He took the wrath. Therefore, now that we're the body of Christ, we're not subject to wrath again because he already did it for us. Amen and amen, and amen. He's not going to beat himself over again with his wrath. The wrath for the sinful world and all those different things is not meant for us. And that's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I hope that helped you. I hope that gave you some consolation, because it's really hard to be consolated, have uh, comfort in your hearts if you're like, well... God took all my sin, but now I'm going to get beaten for it again? I'm you know, I'm subject to this wrath again? Nope. And I hope that helps you. All right, let's go over here and let's look at comments real quick. Let's look at some comments. Let's see what we got going on over here. All right. So on Facebook, Brother Ciro says, Day of Christ, rapture, catching up, the harpazo, and Day of the Lord, revelation of Christ, the revealing of him because you see them. Yeah, very good. Let's look over here on YouTube. Okay. Brother Ken. All right, and I see Brother Damaris over here. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Um, Brother Ken says, uh, amen on our identity first. Yes, yes, Brother Ken. The Bible wants you to be established, be rooted and grounded in who you are. Paul uses the term fully persuaded. And then once that happens, who you fully persuaded in who you are, you're not going to have those identity crises. So identity first, who you are in Christ. Be in Christ first, get saved. But then after that, learn who you are. Brother Damaris says amen. Amen to you, brother. And uh, let's see here. Amen, there is no reason not to be established in your salvation if you rightly divide not to, excuse me, there is no reason not to be established in your salvation if you rightly divide. That's exactly right. That's how you can have that comfort, that that peace that passes all understanding, that comfort in your heart. All right. Well, I, I hope that helped you. Let's get um, pushed back over here. If there's no other, I don't see any other comments. I really enjoyed going through that. Now, like I said, that by no means is uh, some sort of exhaustive study, okay, If you came for that much meat, um, I apologize because I'm just going to get you reading what it says and uh, keep it very, very simple, okay? There's many, many, many other things that we could have gone into, uh, but we're just not going to for sake of time and also ease. Get established in who you are first. Beautiful thing that Paul ends, ends that portion of his letter there by saying, he says, look, I told you this. Here's some things that are going to happen. You're not even going to see them. You're going to be out of the way. You're the body of Christ. You're gone. These things are going to happen. But remember, it's going to get consumed anyways, and all this stuff gets taken care of. He, he rules. He reigns. All these it's, Everything's good. You're gone. Uh, I told you that. Uh, here's some things. Therefore, now, brethren, stand fast. Hold fast to that truth. Study these things that I've sent you in these epistles, not something else. All right, And we're back over here If you are listening on the podcast You don't get to see all this fun stuff Of me like fiddling around Because I'm trying to do my producing As far as getting My camera work done here At the same time That's it Well I think that's it I don't see any other comments And I really appreciate I hope that was simple Like I said if you have any questions Comments and concerns Or anything like that Please leave a comment on the video or on the on the uh, podcast below. You, there's ways of doing that all at every single one. Or you want to reach out to me at LTMBIY at yahoo.com. That's L T M B I Y at Yahoo.com. My brother Mike D'Angelo. Thank you for joining me again on Let This Mind Be In You. Remember to have the mind of Christ, be established in who you are. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. All right. Let him have all the glory. Die to self. Every single moment. Die daily and that's it. Loving the Lord, God bless you. Thank you for again for watching me and uh, studying along with me. I really appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Share the video. Share the channel and all those different kinds of things. I would really appreciate it if you did that. All right? Loving the Lord, God bless.